Welcome to the Female CEO Showbiz Bestie. I'm your business big sis, Courtney, a corporate dropout turned two times founder with a passion for helping women build businesses that support their dream lives, not businesses that run their lives. Let's face it, being a woman is hard. Being an entrepreneur is hard, but you don't have to go on this journey alone. I'm here to have the real, unfiltered conversations about business ownership as a woman that no one else is. Get ready to level up and let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, biz besties. Welcome to this week's episode of the Female CEO Show podcast. Today, I am joined by Shira Bennard. You may have seen Shira on an episode of Shark Tank with her product, Nightcap. Nightcap is a truly unique brand founded by then 16-year-old Shira that aims to prevent drink spiking in a stylish and practical way. Enter the awesome scrunchy drink cap hybrid. I swear you have seen this before. The idea came to her in a dream after hearing about the horrors of drink spiking from friends who experienced it after going to college. Fortunately, her friends were okay, but Shira was determined to come up with a pragmatic solution to this problem to protect her and her friends when they went off to college. She also wanted to make sure that the product would be something girls feel comfortable using. Her and her brother were featured on an episode of Shark Tank and landed a deal with a shark. So we will be diving into all of that today with Shira, her Shark Tank experience, talking about building a product-based business talking about starting entrepreneurship at such a young age, and of course, the inside scoop on what is next for Nightcap and what is going on in Shira's life and business today. Shira, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the Female CEO Show. Thanks for having me. That was an intro. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) You have some very impressive creds, so I'm so excited to talk with you today. And I know the ladies listening have been very excited for this episode coming. So kind of paint the picture for us. Like, give us the scoop. Give us the tea. Tell us a little bit about your story and your journey and kind of like starting this business at such a young age, going on Shark Tank and kind of like what you're up to now. And we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So I started Nightcap um, kind of on accident. I had a friend that was roofied at the bar, and a couple of weeks later, I thought of the idea of a scrunchie and having a scrunchie with that dub- that doubles as a drink cover. Um, basically, this came to me in a dream, and I woke up the next morning, sat down with my dad, and created the first prototype out of my mom's pantyhose and a scrunchie for my room. Um, it was a wild, like, I, I don't know, it's been four years. So it's been a crazy journey. It's obviously, um, you know, hopefully, most of you listening know what the brand is. We've been working towards that for a long time now. But I do feel like we have so many more markets to explore and so much more to do. We've come out with a whole realm of products. So we have keychains, we have uh, can cooler covers, beer bottle tops, bachelorette boxes, gift boxes, all kinds of things. The whole point of our business is to be able to keep people safe no matter who they are and what they're drinking. So we went from one scrunchie that can kind of, you know, fit the female that is going out to the bar, but we wanted to make sure that everyone can use things and be comfortable using them. So that is the summary of Nightcap for you. Yeah, we also went on Shark Tank and we could also dive into that. Awesome. I love this. I had a rather sketchy experience at a bar once where someone got me a drink and then like I stayed in the same spot and they went into a completely separate room, like into like the pool hall room and then came back with my drink and they were like, oh, I couldn't find you. And I was like, I literally never moved. And my friends and I were just like, mm, and just like set the drink aside. I was like, nope, we're not, we're not playing that game. But it was so weird. And it was in a work thing. So yeah. I love this because that was like a seemingly safe place. And that very suspicious thing happened. And I feel like I feel like so many women just live with the belief that like, oh, that'll never happen to me with like 
so many things, but something like that, like it, it could so easily happen to anyone. And I love, like, I'm a big scrunchie gal. So I love that you can wear it on your wrist, leave it in your hair, keep it in your purse. And it's easily accessible, but so cool how you guys have been like continuing to innovate and create new products for everyone. Um, because I actually, I rewatched your Shark Tank <laughs> clip and the part where Mark was like, oh, I just like put it in my hair like this, like trying to use the scrunchie. And so I love that you guys have continued to innovate and have something for everyone. But this is definitely like, it definitely is a serious problem. And how cool that at such a young age, you were like, no, like, I'm changing this. Yeah, I I was so happy when Mark did that because I was like, oh, <laughs> God, like it's like a playful situation like they're not mm-hmm. gonna us. like this is good this is good um but what you were saying before it's interesting because a lot of this stuff goes unreported so people mm. are accused of you know drinking too much or just being yeah. afraid to talk about it so yes the statistics are incorrect on the internet um if you if I mean, yeah, uh, people don't think it's going to happen to them, females or males. And a lot of the times it could be men that, you know, are targeted because they're wearing yeah. something nice and they, they want the t- intention is to rob you. And so, oh, wow. yeah, so this happens to everyone and it is not something that you expect to happen to you. People don't know people just aren't aware of it. Like they go to the bar expecting to have a good time and they don't look for the signs. And if, if something were to happen, they don't really know what to do. Um, yeah. So yeah, these bar owners and club owners, they kind of just throw you out on the sidewalk and let you do your thing when they should really be taking care of you. It's, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. That's so scary. That's so scary. So let's, so you kind of mentioned that like with your shark tank experience, like you were happy that it was going to be like a bit more relaxed, a bit more playful. And it was like a quick deal. Like you guys got that deal quick. That was awesome. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like going in the shark tank. Yeah. So I went on Shark Tank with my brother. He's my business partner and I was 17. So started the business at 16, went on Shark Tank at 17. My brother was 21 at the time and it was a surreal experience. We quarantined in a hotel room for 10 days and on the 10th day, they take you out and you wait behind the two doors and you wait there for like a couple minutes. You're like very anxious to get out there when the doors open. There's no music, like the, the aisle block, there's, there's just silence. And so you get out there, you do your pitch and it was surreal, but you don't remember like everything that happens because for sure. my brother explains it as like a blackout. Like you just, yeah, it leaves your memory immediately. You're like, what just happened? Um, it was amazing and I would do it a hundred times over, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, definitely scary, but like definitely a great challenge to have during my young like years because I feel like I can conquer a lot now um, and like talk to anyone and um, overcome that fear of like who you're speaking to. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. So it was really cool. and. I'm super grateful for it because obviously it gives your product a lot of credibility. Definitely. And a lot of exposure. So Mm -hmm. what was it like after that episode aired? Did that really change things for you? Definitely. Um, I was going into, no, I was a freshman in in college. So I had, I had filmed the show before even going to college and I just had to like keep my mouth shut for six months so you can't tell anyone? No, no. <laughs> oh, that would be so hard. Yeah, my friends are like, "Why are you in Vegas?" And I'm like, "For the, like, don't worry about it." Oh my and gosh! Then, yeah, you can't tell anyone. So, um, <laughs> when I was in college and this episode aired, my school was putting it everywhere, and you know, people were like, "Oh my god, that's the girl from," and I'm just like. 
well, you guys weren't doing this before. I mean, <laughs> it's just a really cool experience. And it was awesome to be able to go from, you know, just a dream and people being like, why would I need that at the bar to Shark Tank and having everyone back you and just support you and having your product get in the eye under the eyes of millions of people. So, and it, it re-airs too. So, you know, more people are seeing it every time and it's cool to, to hear people being like, Oh, I've seen that on Shark Tank. And I'm like, that's, that was me. <laughs> that's so awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. So what was it like, like the process of like applying to the show, getting on to the show and then prepping to actually go do your pitch. And then like, with that in the back of your head, if you're listening, like Shira was 17 at this point. Like, I'm sure there are so many like grown ass men that step into the shark tank that are absolutely scared shitless. So just trying to remember like that you were 17 and that your brother was 21, like two young people walking in there, running that entire business yourselves. Like give us the lowdown on kind of what that process was like to prepare. Preparing was crazy because I was someone who's like, oh, we'll just wing it. And my my brother's like, no, like we're not just winging it. We're practicing this pitch. We are going through all the possibilities of questions that they're going to ask us. So we were very, very prepared. And I was grateful that we were prepared because winging it would have been a horrible idea. And we practiced our pitch for months and we knew it by heart. I could still recite it for you. Like if, if it, this, if it started playing on the TV, like I know every word to that pitch. I know my brother's parts. He knows my parts. He would, we would play like really loud music. So nothing, you know, if something distracted us, we would stay on track and we did everything possible. We printed out photos of the sharks and pitched to them when we were in the hotel room and, our dad would ask us questions and we would answer and it was just crazy. But the thing about Shark Tank is, you know, you can't tell anyone. And then on top of that, you can film all this, prepare all of it, go like, but then you, you might not air. So you could step into Mm. the tank, do all of the, you know, prepare for the year and literally not, air on tv so until you are watching yourself on tv your hopes like you cannot be like this is happening like you can't tell yourself yeah so we just gave it everything that we had and it worked out indeed indeed it did so what happens after the cameras stop rolling so you guys were Mm. offered a deal from Lori in the tank then what happens? You guys walk out of the room, the cameras stop rolling, real life hits again. What's going on? What's going on is my brother and I are <laughs> walking away like, what is life? <laughs> what just happened? How did we, because we used to watch it as kids, uh, like together when we were like yeah. eight years old. And I have been watching Lori, who invested, of course, in the company. Like, I'd been watching her on Shark Tank since I was a little girl. So that show's been, it's her, it's their 15th year this year. So I've been watching wow. it since I was like five or six. Um, so it's crazy. But yeah, I guess it, it, it didn't hit us until I feel like it aired and everyone mm-hmm. was, you know, like posting about it and uh, attending our party and it was just crazy like the amount of support you get after after that and it was it was crazy like i i honestly still don't have words for it but it definitely changed our business in our lives absolutely mm-hmm. so i have heard that sometimes once the cameras stop rolling like after the tv show and everything that like you got offered a deal from a shark and they, it doesn't end up actually working out. So what was that process like of you guys got the deal, Lori wanted 25% of your business to give you $60,000. What's going on like in the business behind the scenes to like bring her on as part of your company? Yeah. So obviously it's a show and like, 
people can go out there and kind of say anything that they want. They're not like Mm -hmm. supposed to, but like people, you know, you have to get fact checked like this. If it goes from reality TV to I'm investing in your business. So I need to know that you're actually do like you're actually saying the things (laughs) you're actually doing and saying the things that you said on the show. And like, Mm -hmm. that makes sense, you know, because they're putting their money into it. So they have to go back and fact check things. Okay. Um, our deal went through. Like I wouldn't say we have a deal with Lori unless we actually had one. I'd probably just say we an offer, but we, yeah, we have signed all the papers. Like that was literally two years ago. It's been done. Um, but it does happen often where you think people have the deal and they actually don't in real life. Mm-hmm. And that's because one of the parties just didn't end up, I guess, agreeing. Like, so that happens. And with the amount of deals on the show, it's like, I guess the chances of that are small, like to really actually sign the deal. Mm -hmm. Just because, um, I don't know. I like, I wasn't someone to not sign, so I don't know, but I've talked to people who have had offers. It looks like they have a deal and then in real life they don't. And that's really just because of like miscommunication or like someone just didn't want to do it after the show. Like it could be anything. What has working with Lori been like? Is she still like, is she still part of your business two years later? Like what is she, because I don't know, she's my favorite shark. So like (laughs) what has been working with her? Like that's wild. Yeah, she like honestly, she's re- like she is really nice and I respect her a lot because she has yeah. a very blunt opinion, like straightforward. She's very, you know, truthful. And I don't mm-hmm. want I don't want to, you don't want a, someone working with you that's like gonna, you know, like sugarcoat. Sure. You just want the truth and like she is very straightforward and honest and at the same time fun like a very light-hearted investor nothing too serious um yeah which is great i love her team too they're always super nice and we just have like great conversations and it's so cool to be on the phone with them i'm like this is crazy but at the same time it's like i understand we we understand each other and like the goals Mm -hmm. and things so um, as as surreal as it is, it it feels like it makes sense. I love that. <laughs> so when you have a shark on your team and you're kind of working with them, like what are the things that Lori and her team are doing for you guys, or that you have to go to them for before you can maybe do something? And then maybe some of the things that you and your brother are able to kind of handle on your own without having to go to them. Like how involved are they? Um, Michael and I run the entire business. Like we do everything, just the two of us. And, um, when you have to go through them, I don't think that there's anything that's like, you need this approval, but they're there for a reason. Like we want her opinion and we want to share with her, look how, look how we've been doing. Um, you know, we send them like monthly reports and things like that. So they can stay up to date and have the knowledge and be in the loop. Mm -hmm. They also help with different kinds of things. Like they helped us a lot uh, right after Shark Tank with packaging and website and branding. Mm -hmm. And then now it's more so like a promotional thing here and there. So like we'll Mm -hmm. do a little campaign or something every once in a while. And just advice behind the scenes, I think, is a big one. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's so invaluable, honestly, having someone with that that breadth of experience. And yeah. I love that they were immediately able to come in and be like, okay, like these are some tweaks that we should make. And like, we have the resources to do that. How cool. Yeah. Yeah. How has working with her changed things for you? Like, where do you think Nightcap would be if you hadn't ever gone on Shark Tank versus where you guys are today with a shark on your team? I couldn't imagine not going on the show. I mean, I'm literally looking at our packaging right now because I have nightcaps all over my desk and our packaging is just like Shark Tank, Shark Tank, Shark Tank. And I'm just like, it is a part of our brand. 
Um, so I don't, I've never even thought about what it would be like if we hadn't had that show because it is just a part of us. It just feels yeah. like it. Um, and I think that like with, I think having Lori on our team has taught me a lot about like confidence and speaking to people. Cause I remember the first call that we had with her, I was a freshman in college and I remember being in my college dorm on the phone with her sitting on the floor in the <laughs> and I was just like, what is going on? And it's like, you know, her voice listening to her voice. And then like from the show, you're like, that's like, that's really her. And so I think from then till now, like if, she, if she, if we have a call now, it's like super casual, super fun. And there's no like fears behind it. Um, so I think it's just eye opening and, and I'm grateful for it. I love that. Yeah. So I'm so curious to know from you kind of more about your experience of building a product-based business. I have multiple, like I have service-based businesses. I can't imagine, especially at age 16, being like, yes, this is something that I want to like do. How the heck you even went about building a product-based business at like period, but then again, like at that young age, walk me through kind of what that was like. So I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I, went to a, I went to a friend's mom I, and she was an entrepreneur. And I said, look, I have this idea. And she said, you need to go get it patented. You need mm. to, you need to have someone that makes the physical product. And I just took that. She also said, this is a Shark Tank product. And so I just took that and I ran with it. And my dad was a huge help in the beginning because as a 16-year-old, no idea what's going on. I have no idea. Like, I'm not picking up the phone and speaking to anyone. Like, I'm scared. I'm not doing it. And my dad helps me find a patent attorney, helps me find a seamstress, helps me find a graphic designer. And throughout all of these people that I'm meeting with, like I'm involved. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sitting down with the seamstress. I'm telling her like what I want, but my dad is connecting me to all these people like through friends that he's finding. And so little by little, we like create this prototype. And my Michael, my brother comes home from college and he basically drops everything to start working on it. Cause he's like, I know this is a huge problem on college campuses. So let's like do this thing. And I mean, my brother is the one who really deals with like the manufacturer and things like that. But I've learned so much about creating products, so much about creating products throughout the process and how, you know, like how important it is putting your name on something. Like if you're, if you don't like your own product, do not put it out there yeah. because people just aren't going to trust the next thing that you put out and you have to make sure that you like it in every single way, shape and form, or you need to start over. And so, you know, with products comes manufacturing and inventory and all this kind of, you know, all these things that if you, if you don't like a product and you've ordered 20,000 of those products, you need to start over. <laughs> yeah. So I think just, you know, a huge one is obviously listening to your customer, seeing what they want. And we've done that for basically everything. Um, for every product after the scrunchie, we have listened to our what our customers want. And that's gotten us really far in the in the product line. So just make sure that you you and your customer will love and use whatever you're putting out. Yeah. Love that. What was it like, or like, you know, running this business, starting this business, and then running this business after Shark Tank exploded it while balancing school, like balancing high school, then balancing college? What was that kind of like for you? So, the honest answer is that. 
we did the whole Shark Tank thing. I came home, celebrated, let's go. Then I went back to college in Tampa. We won the Super Bowl and then the distractions began. So I wasn't really doing anything when I was in school and I was letting my brother handle pretty much everything. I was taking like photos and like little things here and there, but I was not anywhere close to what I'm doing now, um, which is why I left. I left college a year and a half into it. I just thought the cons outweighed the pros of being there. And I felt that this is a real issue. Um, People are being spiked all the time. And I'm just sitting in class, like kind of wasting my time and money and energy on on something where I could be full force on this business. And I think Shark Tank really showed me the potential of that, you know, like having your own business on a show like that, you should probably go and focus on it. I love that. Yeah. I definitely think school, I don't know. I agree. Like if I had a a successful business sitting there that I could dive into and leave school, I would have been out too. No questions asked, no doubt. And I love that you said like, like things were just a distraction for you. Like, Like being in college is fun, but like you're out doing things and you're busy and like you're doing schoolwork. And then like you would, if you would come home to like work on the business, it's like, oh, well, I want to go hang out with my friends. And no, I love that. Um, And I love that you didn't feel any sort of pressure from like societal expectations or even it seems like your family to stay there when you knew that that wasn't the place that you were meant to be or a place that was really serving you. When you know, like, you just know. People, like, we're living our own life for a reason. So it's like, why are we listening to who wants us to be in school? Who doesn't want us to be in school? I don't care what anyone else wants from me, you know? So my parents weren't, like, crazy about it at first, but I explained it to them. They were like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Um, But I was really sad to, like, leave my friends, and I had just created a whole life in a new city and I was so excited about it. And then I'm like moving home. And so Mm -hmm. it went from like so much fun and new and just to like, wait, I have to move home. If And so I like live in, I live in the same city as my parents and my brother now, but I don't live with them. Um, so I, I think I get the benefits of both. I get like my friends here and my family and my business. It's all here. So um, in the end, yeah, listen to your own decisions for sure. Listen to your, listen to your gut. Absolutely. I really appreciate that though, that it wasn't an easy decision for you. Like there were some sacrifices that had to be made. And I think there are sacrifices that every entrepreneur has to make to build their business or to really scale it to new heights successfully. And like from the outside looking in at you and your experience on Shark Tank and your product and working with Lori, it's like, oh, like she has it all. Everything was easy peasy, super fun, like totally awesome for her all the time. And you're like, no, like there, there were things that regardless you had to make sacrifices for to get to where you are today, which I respect the hell out of. Thank you. Yeah. I actually think it's so funny that you said that. Like people look at me, they're like, yeah, she, she's got it. I'm like, I mean, not, not really. (laughs) Like I love like my business and I, I get to like, I have so much freedom. Like I get to like pick my schedule every day and that is so freaking awesome. Um, but no, it was definitely not that easy to get here. Um, I mean, yeah, it's not easy. I think also it comes with a lot of people like really wanting you to fail. Like people around wow. you, people close to you. I think not everyone really wants you. Not everyone wants to see you succeed because not everyone is going to. So they don't want you to. They don't want to see you win. That's what they say. <laughs> it's true though. So it's, yeah. it's, it's come with a lot of like, you know, reflecting on who's around you and who you choose to invite in, I think is a really huge part of business. Absolutely. Ooh, what you said about like, not many people want you to win. Like that is, that's true. true. And 
being on that big scale that you were, I'm sure that invited a lot of haters in whether it was like you were aware of it or not. But yeah, I feel like there are so many more people that root for your downfall than root for your success, which is super messed up, but it is what it is. And you just gotta, you gotta give them a show. You gotta give them the show. It's so true. (laughs) Like give them the show that they are looking for because I've seen it in all forms. I've seen it in all ages. I've seen it in, you know, so many different types of in college, out of college, but the people in college, they're in school and they like, they're like, you know, they want to be out of school. So they, they don't want to watch someone do what they wish that they are doing. So, um, yeah, you have to, you have to be selective and you have to kind of put your head down and focus and like do your thing. Like I know people say that entrepreneurship is lonely. I don't love to say that because I don't, I don't know, like that's kind of sad, but, but it is at some point, like, you know, some points you're like, well, how do I, um, how am I supposed to relate to people or, um, like, how are people supposed to relate to me? Uh, so like, you're kind of in between, like, I saw this thing yesterday and it was Alex Hermosi saying that when you start entrepreneurship, you're in between outgrowing your friends and then you're, you're in between outgrowing your friends and being like too much of an underdog to, um, hang out or associate yourself with the people that you look up to. Like you're right wow, in between. Yeah. And that was so interesting to me because you know, you want to surround yourself with people that you want to be like. Yeah. Yet you have this group of friends that you've outgrown and it's just like you're in the middle. And so when you're in the middle, you just have to put your head down and focus and like just grind until you get to where you want to be. Yeah, until you can get that seat at the table with the people that you look up to. That's oh. so, so true. Yeah. What has, I'd love to hear from you more about like what working with your brother has looked like. How you yeah. guys have kind of managed running a business and like, you know, keeping your heads on straight and not wanting to claw each other's eyes out. All of the fun sibling things, like how you guys have managed to build this successfully. And major props that it's still the two of you primarily running the business together. Like, I think that's really impressive that even after all of this time, like it's still the two of you. So you guys have figured, you guys have figured it out. So give us the advice on what it's kind of like working with a family member. So they say not to work with your family. They also say not to work with your friends. And I obviously listen to they, whatever they say, um, I listen but I also want to make my own decisions based on my situation because everyone is different. And the thing that I've realized is I would rather work with family and friends, which is so weird. But um, let me start with how working with my brother is and I'll kind of get into that. So Michael and I, um, we... We work really well together because we are good at different things. So Michael does back end, I do front end. We also say he does the boring stuff, I do the fun stuff. So if you if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But um, recently, Michael and I have realized that some things will slip through the cracks. Like we forget to tell each other things sometimes because we're mm. brother and sister too. Like, eh, you don't need to know that. And as the company gets bigger, we need to know everything. I would like mm-hmm. to know everything that is happening. And so once a month we do on the first of the month, we'll do like updates, like what, what has happened, fill each other in on everything. And then where are we going this month? What are we looking forward to? Um, we implemented that about maybe six months, seven months ago. But before that, I was like, why aren't we doing this? Like, we're not reflecting on anything. We're just kind of going. And mm-hmm. my brother is really funny because we were just at a family um, family event. And he was telling like all these family friend mem- members that 
they're like asking about the business and he's like, yeah, we just kind of like go with the flow. Like he's so silly about it. He's just very like, we don't have a business plan. We just literally go with the flow. Like we just do better than we did yesterday and we just keep going. Um, and I would say he's right. He is totally right. We just go with the flow and we definitely have more of a structure than what I'm saying right now, but you don't necessarily need to have everything figured out. Um, and I think Michael and I work well in that way because, you know, we have the same mentality. Um, and then we have different skill sets. Um, I think it's just really important that you're always communicating with whoever your business partner is. Like I'm a firm believer in communication can really solve like most problems. And if you are having an issue with your business, your business partner who is, or isn't a family or friend, like you need to talk to them regardless. Like Mm -hmm. you need to talk when you're disagreeing when you're agreeing like it's just all about communicating um and recently i did hire i hired like my best friend to come on and help us with some stuff and i did that because i realized throughout this whole process that i would rather hire someone who is passionate about the company and the founders rather than you mm-hmm. have this skill set and you graduated from harvard i don't care like you're not going to integrate well with my michael and i like it, so I hired like one of my best friends and it's just been great. Like it's changed up the dynamic a little bit. It's not just a brother sister duo. It's like, it's really fun, like banter in the office. And, um, I know I'm talking so much right now, but I, I have been like just fixated on this topic recently because I now work with my best friend and my brother. And so it's, it's so much more important to have people like in your business that are passionate because skills can be taught. Okay. Mm. Now, now I'm done. We're on a podcast. Talk all you want. No worries. No worries at all. I love that you hired your best friend. How fun. I, how, like, how does that work? Do you guys like, and same with your brother, do you guys like, do you have like business time and then do you like shut it off and you're like, okay, like, let's go out and like, let's just be friends and not talk about business. Or is it one of those things where it's kind of just like ever flowing? Like if a business idea comes up, if something personal comes up, how is that relationship going now? It is ever flowing. And that's how my brother and I are. We're not like, okay, we're going to talk about business right now. And now we're going to talk about brother and sister things. Like it is just like, go with the flow. If there's an issue, then you address it. But for the most part, let's just, you know, try this out and she's hired part-time so it's not like we're together every second and I'm like you can work from home like do your thing um but it's like a lot of the things that she's she's doing now like she she was doing with me like she was watching me do it or she like she was taking content with me and so I'm like now just like she's she's just learning more about the business and implementing herself in it And I think it's amazing, honestly, because then, you know, when I'm with her, we can also be thinking about what's next. And I love that. Like, I'm very, like, go, 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 like, thinking about the business constantly. How can we be creative? How can we find new ideas? So um, we haven't, like, stumbled upon any weirdness. And if there ever is, like, I hired her because I know we can be like, listen we need a break or something like that, you know? So communication in the end. Yeah. That's awesome. How fun you guys like, that sounds like a sitcom or something like a best friend and like a brother, sister duo <laughs> running a business. You guys could have your own reality show. Yeah, and or she, just lives like- <laughs> she lives. She's also my neighbor. She lives upstairs to make it. Funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right upstairs in my, that apartment. is a literal sitcom. Just waiting. Yeah. That's yeah. That's the next business move. Just, just go ahead and write that screenplay like, and send it on yeah. over. <laughs> so much to the sitcom. Like there is like so much more, but yes. That's awesome. Netflix, do we have an idea for you? <laughs> yes. So t- 
tell me a bit about what your like you mentioned that like you do the fun things and your brother does the boring things which I love that for you <laughs> tell us a little bit about like what you're doing on the daily for yeah. nightcap and you mentioned like being able to make your own schedule amazing like what does your day kind of look like working for nightcap so I am I am primarily the content creator for nightcap so I do content a lot for many hours a day. Um, That can be a range of things like making videos for my page or creating videos of just the product, taking pictures for the website, taking pictures for new products. Um, So content is one. Then I do like stuff like this, podcasts and networking and talking to people, putting myself out there so we can, you know, like expand the reach and market it or find retailers, different things like that. I also like, I do a lot of product development. So if we're trying to find like, like create a new product, like our batch box, I am, um, you know, communicating with the graphic designer to create the box, finding what products to put in the box or marketing the product. Um, so a lot of front end things. And then there's a like a bunch of things that I do and I don't even realize that I do them. Um, yeah. So I do, we do a lot of uh, work with like senators. So I've been, I've been wow. communicating. Yeah. So I've been communicating um, with the, uh, it's the Austin like council or don't quote me on that, but Austin has put out this huge budget to tackle drink spiking, just how Long Beach, oh, wow. California yeah. has, Boston. And so uh, we're really trying to work with these people to educate them because they have no idea what's going on and um, give them products that aren't just like a test strip that is reactive mm. or trying to. Yeah. So there's all of that. And then, um, just a whole bunch of things like, um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's, that's so true. No, answer, that's, that's but... life of like a CEO. You're just doing, yeah. you're doing so many things. So we have a lot of online business owners listening that are also creating content frequently. Mm-hmm. Do you have any like best content tips to share? So if I'm being like, transparent my content like this month Mm -hmm. not not doing well so (laughs) but that's the thing is you just have to stay consistent you have to show up every day in order to yeah to to get that boost in engagement and followers um i have i have like over a hundred thousand on tiktok and then nightcap which i also run has four hundred fifty thousand or so like i've grown both of those pages basically and there's always periods of time where nothing is happening and I mm. keep showing up and then yeah. you're like, Oh my God, we have so many followers. Uh, so you have to, yeah, consistency. And then I would say obviously like the first thing you say, because our attention spans are 1.7 seconds now. And you are lucky if someone stays on your video for more than three. So yeah. Um, just grab them in like the, the hook that you say is extremely important. And definitely, um, I would say like, I wouldn't push product on people like buy my, buy my, this, buy my, that, like educate someone. And yeah, if I, if I learn something from you, like I'm more likely to buy something from you. So I would say push, push more education or stuff like that instead of, just throwing a product at my face because there's so much right now that there's just yes 100 percent. i feel like 2023 is definitely the year of the soft sell everyone is tired of having like everything like every post one after the other being an ad i love that advice you will absolutely stand out if you're the like one person on someone's feed who's not being a product at them absolutely that I feel like that gets so much more follows too like that feels so much more genuine and authentic and like oh like I learned something from her like I'd like to follow her and continue learning as opposed to when it's like people trying to sell you're like if I follow you I'm just gonna get sold to all the time like I'm good I'm good (laughs) awesome advice you mentioned earlier that now you feel like you can kind of talk to everyone which 
is a superpower. And you mentioned that like a lot of the work that you're doing too is kind of like networking. You're talking to people, you're putting yourself and the brand out there. Do you have any good networking or even like confidence tips for people listening? I do. Let me just Bring plug my podcast. I'm going to plug my <laughs> podcast really quickly just because I need more engagement. <laughs> and I, I released a, a um, episode, How to Network. So Amazing. There we go. Get, go get in there. It's called In Your Dreams Podcast because I thought of Nightcap in a Dream. That's um, so cute. Thank you. I love that. Thanks. So and don't get me wrong, like the social anxiety will kick in once in a while. So I'm not perfect. Not perfect. But um, I would, yes. Yeah, so my first tip would be like, know the value that you also bring and don't walk into any room or event being like, me, 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 me. This is what I can get mm-hmm. out of this. And know what you can offer to other people. Mm-hmm. And my confidence tip, I feel like fake it till you make it is a good one. Like you like just don't walk into a room with your head down. Like pr- like gosh, this one's hard because people are like it's so much easier said than done. But I feel like confidence really comes from like your subconscious and how you actually feel about yourself. So when you wake up, maybe like positive affirmations, like act, trick yourself and be like, I am going to have the best day of my life. I'm the most confident person ever and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's something I've recently incorporated into my like morning and nighttime routine. It's just those affirmations when you're in that like sleepy theta state, they are, they're supposed to sink in better. So like, as soon as I wake up, like that's what I'm like. I'm saying those things to myself. And when I go to sleep, like that's what I'm saying to myself as I fall asleep. And I don't know, but I feel like maybe it's working a little bit, but yeah, why not? And a lot of, well, it's interesting because if you are talking about other people, like, Oh, I don't really like that person. Your brain actually like your brain doesn't know it's about someone else. I did not know that. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Oh, that's a good, that's a good tip. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Our brain for being like as smart as it is and like our subconscious, like it is, it doesn't like to listen to everything. Like it's, it's a little, it's a little stupid. Right. Um, And like, it's like has selective hearing. (laughs) So Yeah. yeah, I feel like you have to be so careful with what you're feeding it. And it is like when you actually realize, I think it's like 95% of like the thoughts you have are all subconscious in a day. Like that's a terrifying amount of thoughts. And like my brain is constantly spinning and that's only 5% of the thoughts that I'm having. Like that's wild. So I feel like really getting your subconscious like under wraps, getting a rein on that is so vital, especially as an entrepreneur when like you are running the show like it is like your confidence and your motivation and stuff that's moving the needle forward or not I love that Mm. actually I would love to know from you like what are some things that you do to like protect your mental health or maybe some things that are a bit more like woo woo anything that like you have in your daily routine or things that you feel like have really helped you just kind of like as you have grown yeah but like being an entrepreneur too and like kind of juggling those my I feel like my mm, like my brain and my body will be like you need to like it will tell me what to do so Mm -hmm. like if it's like you need to go sweat now or like you need to write down your thoughts I'm going to hot yoga like once or twice a week twice or three, two to three times, probably a mm-hmm. week. hot yoga is like insane for me. I always used to think yoga was woo woo. I don't know why I just yoga just sounds like it would be for a certain type of person, but it is for anyone. And it is literally just like high intensity stretching that makes you sweat so much with like a therapist leading the class. If I had that to. sounds amazing. That it, sounds great. So amazing <laughs> because you'll be in like you'll be sweating so much, 
and they'll just say the most impactful thing that you needed to hear. And you're like, I'm going to run with that. Like, wow. it is just so awesome. I love, I love hot yoga. Like, oh my God. So that hot yoga, that and journaling, I always like to write down my thoughts and like get them kind of sort. If a lot is going on, I need to put it on paper so my brain can just like relax because otherwise I'll go like blah, 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 blah to everyone out, like my roommates and everyone. I'm like, I, they don't want to hear me like, you know, go on and on. So writing down my thoughts and hmm, uh, visiting my family, I feel like humbles me and like grounds me. Yeah. <laughs> Being with my parents, giving them a call if I'm like stressed, like they'll always just kind of ground you. So having a good support system because, you know, not everyone has parents, which is so sad, but, um, always, you know, having those people that you can call that can like really ground you and just like having a conversation. Um, and I think that's really like, those are like my three, those are my three. Yeah. Those are awesome. I love that. Um, something physical, like something mental, something kind of calming. That's perfect. That's all you yeah. need. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So last question for you. And I ask this to every guest that comes on the show. What was the hardest time in your business that you've experienced and how did you work through it? And I ask this really just to like shove aside the highlight reel because I feel like that's so much of what we're fed on social media and everyone feels like if something goes wrong in their business, like they're a failure and they're the only one. And like, we're all continually failing. So like, I really just kind of want to try and highlight that. Um, so I would love to hear from you a little bit about that and really just like how you overcame it. My brother, my brother used to say we're failing upwards <laughs> because we would just do things and somehow figure it out. But um, the hardest time I would say probably like the first year first year because now I feel like if we have a challenge we can conquer it but I do there has been times like there are times when I'm like oh my god like everyone already has the products like no one needs this and then I'm like what are you saying like this is a real problem and so I have to like really remind myself sometimes that it's it's a needed product um we have a great mission and the first year of business was just extremely hard because I was young and I had no idea what was going on. And I felt like I was, I wasn't like, I didn't deserve to have what I, what mm -hmm. I created. I didn't, um, I just was uneducated wow. and like a little, yeah. like, like I, what am I, what am I doing here? <laughs> so I think that was hard to overcome And like, you know, people would ask me, all these things about my business that I didn't know. And I just be like, <laughs> can't answer. Sorry. Ask my brother. <laughs> so yeah. that was the part. Like not knowing what's going on, I feel like is not, is not good. Mm -hmm. um, and almost like some imposter syndrome of like, who am I to have this business? Was how, how did you kind of like work through that and kind of get to a point where you're like, no, like I, I do deserve this. Like this is okay. And I do know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was definitely a, that, that took years. Like that took, <laughs> I'm like trying to think of a moment that it changed. It never just flipped. I think, Yeah, I think actually, a, I think, um, you know, over time when you start to like get on calls and interact with people and mm -hmm. realize that people aren't like, people aren't like above you. Like we're all literally the same. and um interacting with other entrepreneurs that have the same struggles and realizing that we don't all have the answers and that's what my podcast is also about um not having all the answers and that yeah it took so much time to figure that out but that i feel like has stuck with me and I'm running with that because the next yeah. thing I don't know how to do, like I'm figuring it out. <laughs> so I love that. And I feel like that pairs so well with your guys's almost like 
I don't know, just kind of your structure, your strategy of just kind of like going with the flow. It's like, we don't know what we don't know, but when it comes to us, we'll figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't have to have this like elaborate five-year plan that's completely broken out because the way the market is, and especially with social media, it's like, who knows what things are going to be like in six months from now, let alone like six years, just like take the steps on a daily basis and like, yeah. You'll figure it out. The thing, the ideas will come to you or the new like opportunities and you'll be like, oh yeah, like we should jump in on this. Okay, cool. And then yeah. you're like, wow, wouldn't have ever, wouldn't have expected that we'd be doing this, but I'm so glad that we are. Yeah. The five-year, 10-year plan, that really freaks me out. People always ask, <laughs> are you going to have NICAP in five years? I'm like, I don't know. What kind of a question is that? I mean, it's, like, it's, to go to anyone's business and ask them that. I feel like it's a common question. Like everyone just wants to know when you're going to exit and when you're going to re- start something new. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I, I think having an idea of where you want to go, like how you want to feel, honestly, like how do you okay. want to feel? <laughs> like what's going to make you feel like this? Yeah. That's really like how the, the woo woo, like the manifestation, that's what I do. Um, I don't have a five-year plan, but I'm like, I know I want to be happy in five years. So um, I think that's the most important is like how you want to feel and, you know, little things along the way that maybe could get you there, but you don't need to be like, I'm going to wake up at this time for the next five years. (laughs) I don't know. Definitely. So what is next for you, Shira? And what is next for Nightcap? Like, Give us the scoop. How how do you want to feel? What's what's on what's on deck? Yeah. Um. So next month, I don't. When is this coming out? I don't even know if this is allowed to. Say, I'm just gonna say it. Um. Next month we have a partnership coming out with Bumble. Um, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I don't know if that's allowed, but I said it. So. Yeah. Um. Music festivals, more universities, more eyes, and less weird people at the bar. Um, honestly, <laughs> honestly, like just like putting an end to the problem, so people don't have to use our products. Literally, um, yeah. So tackling the issue is a huge one this year. I think we're going to be working with a lot more like cities and things like that. So yeah, day by day, you know how it goes. Um, I have a, um, a podcast that I have no idea exactly where like that's going, but I know that I'm passionate about it. (laughs) I know that I like love, I love to like give advice and all that stuff. And that you know, when something comes along your way and you're like, you know, you're excited about it, you got to tackle it. So, um, I think I'll be doing that for a little bit and, um, I don't know, hopefully like cover of a magazine. Why not? Yeah. Why not? (laughs) I love it. I love all of that. And then it's just kind of like, well, we'll see what happens. We're just, we're taking the steps. We're doing the things and whatever happens happens and it'll all be like exactly what was supposed to happen and there is no need to like stress over creating a five-year plan because you have no idea what what is actually in store yeah yeah and i think too um you know there's not like one thing that i'm gonna be like i made it like there's never gonna be that one thing where you're like i'm gonna accomplish this and then i'll be good like damn that's so real because I feel like so many people are chasing that the like the I made it that place where you hit where you're like I made it and I feel like it, it has almost been like myth busted that like you never really feel like you make it but everyone still wants to feel like they made it so I love I love hearing that from you from someone who seemingly has made it that you still don't necessarily feel like that and you don't feel like you ever necessarily will and that's not but that, that that's not something that you're like chasing it's all just internal i think you make it when you're abundantly happy and yeah that's it absolutely and how cool that as entrepreneurs we have like the freedom to be able to chase after that and to create that and not be miserable in a cubicle from nine to five every day 
we're we're well on our way to being abundantly happy and to making that our reality. Yes. Love, love that. that. Uh, Shira, thank you so much for your time today and for joining us on the Female CEO Show. This was so fun and so cool to get to talk to you kind of about the behind the scenes of Shark Tank and getting all the inside scoop on that. Please let everybody know where they can find you, where they can connect with you, your podcast, Nightcap, how they can get their hands on some products. Pimp yourself out. Tell us all the things. Yeah. um, Nightcap social media on TikTok and Instagram is Nightcap It. My social media is Shira Bennard. And then my TikTok is S-H-I-R-A-A-H. Um, you could buy nightcap products on Amazon or nightcapit.com or TikTok shop. And you can message me like in any of those areas. And um in your dreams podcast. Please. Love ya. <laughs> Amazing. We will be sure to tune in. Shira, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Female CEO Show. I will catch you on the next episode.